Hey, all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series, among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout-out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. Hey, this is Jason Andrews, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. And welcome to episode 17 of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio, and my guest at this time is Jason Andrews. What is going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing alright, living life. Uh, just trying to make it through all this coronavirus stuff right now. What have you been up to during uh, during this crazy time? Thankfully, I'm still working. Hours got cut, but... Um, still working, still, uh, keeping that money coming in, thankfully. That's good, man. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you do for work? Um, I'm actually a, a carpenter for a home bath remodel, uh, company. Basically, we, these people want their bathrooms remodeled and we do showers, tubs, floors, literally the whole thing if you want to. Nice, man. Um, so. I see. I see you're wearing. Is that is that your uh, work hoodie you have on right there? Actually, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's my warmest hoodie right now. Yeah, how's the weather up there? Um, around here it's not cold, but it's a little cool. Yeah, uh, definitely still hoodie weather a little bit. Yeah, uh, the weather the weather up here is okay. It's not it's not it's not absolutely terrible, but um, you know, hopefully it, it's it's crazy weather. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. like set, down here in Maryland. It's like seventy degrees one day, and then it's thirty-five the next. Oh so man, it, same same thing up here in uh, in Connecticut. Uh, we have a saying in uh, in New England. We we say if you don't like the weather, if you do not like the weather, you gotta wait a minute because it's constantly changing. It's yeah, always yeah. changing, man. Um, nah, but man, like you, so you're working, you're doing what you got to do. I respect that. Like, what else you been doing? Been keeping up with like Netflix and. All that jazz wrestling, too? Oh, yeah, definitely uh, keeping up with uh, some Netflix series that I was slacking on. And uh, 
but still keeping my mind on wrestling doing this for example really uh is nice to do keeping my mind going and keeping it on wrestling and uh, i've been thinking of uh new like moves and stuff like that that i would like to try and talking to new gear makers and stuff like that so i can hit the ground running when uh, it all comes back hell yeah man i'm re- i'm ready for wrestling to come back dude i I talk to all my guests. I'm like, yo, I need to go to a show. Like, I'm having wrestling withdrawals. I need to, I need to go to a show, man. Cause I always go to shows. It, it sucks, wow. but you know, it, it it is what it is. But hopefully, after all this is over, man, like everything will be this good and be ready to go. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely an atmosphere that you definitely uh you love to have, especially in this time. Just to go to a go to a show and just feel. The crowd and the fans and everything. It's just, oh, I miss it so much. Oh, dude, 100%, man. But let's talk about wrestling, man. Uh, how did how did you, you know, start lacing up those boots and stepping into the square circle? What made you want to do that? Well, actually, I was a martial artist before uh, I started wrestling. I did, but I was also uh, like a three-sport athlete in high school. Like, I've always just been an athletic person. And I got into martial arts after, you know, like every other kid does. You see, like, Power Rangers and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you're like, oh, I want to try that. Go out (laughs) and do it. So I got really into that, different styles and stuff. I don't know. I just felt like it was – I needed a change after a little while. And me and my – there's a trampoline park around here, around uh, Salisbury. And we went up there, me and my buddy – and there just happened to be a wrestler there, and he was flagging for a show. And I was like, really? There's other wrestling other than WWE? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched it as a kid, but through high school, it kind of just died off. And but So I was talking to him about it, and he asked me if I ever thought about doing anything. And I said, no, not really. And um, so he said, all right, well, let me get your information. And we, you can try it and see what happens because I explained the same thing. And he was like, all right. I was like, all right, cool. Um, about, a, about a week later, he hit me up and uh, asked me to come meet him at this spot in Laurel, Laurel, Delaware. I said, Laurel? Wait, there's, peop- there's wrestling in Laurel? <laughs> <laughs> and so I go there and it just so happens that I meet the Briscoe brothers. And which was pretty cool. And at the time, I didn't know who they were, <laughs> not going to lie. And so I got that was my first like in ring, first like step foot into a wrestling ring. And man, I just got hooked after that. He, uh, they, the guy hooked me up with his trainer up in Dover. And that was two years ago in March. So, wow. All right, it's funny how you said, I'm like, oh, you know, I never knew there was other wrestling, you know, just WWE. You know, I don't blame you. Everybody knows WWE. Like, no one ever thinks, like, there's, oh, my God, wait, there's other wrestling? Like, wait, what's independent wrestling? I never heard of that. I mean, I discovered independent wrestling in, like, 2012, around there. And, you know, I went to my first show, my first indie show in 2012, 2013. Then I stopped going for a little while. And then I just started going again and, like, again in, like, 2016. I've just been hooked ever since. Right. You know, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it is. Like, I never, I, I've experienced uh, shows as a fan, but like, I've never, I never got to experience an independent wrestling show as a fan. Because even when I started training, after a few months of that, then a show popped up and they were like, oh, you get to go work security for that. And I was like, okay, cool. So even just to get the chance, like even now as an actual performer, to sit in the crowd or, or sit at the merch table and just watch is just, it's an, it's something that you don't get when you go to watch WWE. It's something you don't get when you go to these huge promotions. It's just everybody's so connected and it's, it's a really good atmosphere, in my opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's, there's no, there's no better atmosphere for. I mean, WWE has the greatest atmosphere. You know, they, you know, obviously, you know, WWE, you know, WrestleMania. I've never been to WrestleMania, but from what I heard, you know, WrestleMania just such an amazing atmosphere. But when you go to an independent wrestling show, it's so much fun. Like, yeah, it, just, just everything it about so, it. It feels, uh, it feels like everybody's like similar and like you're all on the same level in a sense exactly exactly i love i love the um i love every i love when everyone you know just um all in unison we cheer one fall you know this next match is scheduled for one fall one fall you know i i love it i love it you know like you 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 definitely won't get that in uh wwe Oh yeah, for sure. You know and everything. Um. So after after your uh, you know your initial training, how was your training? Like what what was it hard? Was it easy? Like I still train to this day. That's one thing that I was taught was training never stops. You're always learning. You're always uh, finding something new that you want to try. So you're always be training, and that's stuck with me for many things. But at first. Man, the back bumps, the hitting the ropes, it's like something you've never felt before. So, like, it instantly, it's like, you want me to force myself to <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, like, after, like, a few months, like, my back was sore and stuff and everything like that. But now, I mean, the first couple bumps back is going to be something else. But, yeah. Once it becomes like a repetitive thing, you don't even like think of it anymore. And but at first, it was definitely tough. It was uh, definitely out of my element, even with playing like different sports and running and stuff like that. It's something you you won't experience in many other things. I always hear funny stories of of when you know wrestlers first you know step into a ring and you know when they first start training like. Do you have any, like, funny stories that you could recall, like, when you first stepped into the ring, like, you know, taking a back bump for the first time or hitting the ropes for the first time? Yeah, like, there's been quite a few. I remember a few times when I first started, they always tell you to tuck your chin. And <laughs> yep. You think you're tucking your chin until you make the bump and then you snap your head on the mat. <laughs> but <laughs> there was that. And, like, so it was weird because it was, like, maybe a few weeks in, uh, just doing back bumps and like running ropes. That was like all all I got to do. You do a little bit stuff. Like you'd be like, oh, what kind of move would you want to learn? And you know, maybe like a suplex or something. And then all of a sudden, my trainer just like a few weeks in and was like, oh, well, you get to have a match right now. And I was like, like a training match. I'm yeah. like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know any. 
And but he he puts you with like the top guy at that time. I think I'm trying to remember who exact. I think it was Kelly McMurphy was my first like training match. Oh wow! All and, right. Yeah, and he, he he trained in my school. He well, my trainer taught his trainer. Oh, so, and then Kelly still comes by the school every once in a while and stuff like that. So it was definitely. Uh, interesting to have a match with him at first but it was a really simple match nothing crazy but he, when you have your first match and you talk things out and stuff but once you hit the ring my mind went blank <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what the next spot is but alright <laughs> you know um, you know like that's another story I hear of you know when wrestlers when wrestlers first matches they go you know like we 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 trained for days. We we talked about every single spot, every single minute of everything. And when we got in there, our minds just went blank. Like yeah. you said, that was like that for you, right? Yeah, at first it was definitely like that. Um, I mean, you, some people still have those moments now, and I, I'm sure I've, I've had those moments too. I I have before. I I won't lie about it. I'm not perfect, but definitely when you're first getting started. Once you realize, like, everybody says, oh, wrestling's fake and this, that, and the third is scripted. I mean, yes and no. I, I, it, it varies on that. But, like, yeah, you could talk about it as much as you want. But, like, as one, once you step through those ropes, your mindset just changes. Yeah. And you're focused and, like, you may have talked about it all those days, but you're focused on that first spot. And you're focused so hard. Oh, I don't want to mess the first spot up. And <laughs> yeah. Then you forget the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, you mess up the first spot. You're kind of like, oh shit, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Like, now, now what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So, at, you know, you know, you've been wrestling for quite some time now. After, after, you know, your initial training was done and everything. You know, you got through everything. How long did it take you to, you know, get booked into your first match? Um, about six months after I started, uh, I was just, I did rumbles, um, and stuff like that. And I think my first match was, I think it was like October. So maybe eight months after, after I started training and it was just a squash match, nothing crazy. Um, it was against, uh, a gray wolf and He's a big buff guy and stuff. <laughs> it was just like one of those gauntlet matches, and I was first one out. So oh, boy. I didn't do much, but I got a little bit in there. Yeah, it's um, something. Yeah, something I won't forget. I know that. Yeah, I always hear. I always hear about you know wrestlers going. Oh, my first match was like you know like a Royal Rumble type battle royal match. Um, squash match was like actually not squash. Sorry, a gauntlet match was um the first one that I've heard. You know, were you nervous going into that? I was really nervous because <laughs> I, I I was uh, I was doing rumbles and royals and stuff, nothing crazy. Like just one of the guys to fill a spot, you know. And uh, then when I was told, "Oh, well, you're going to be in a match with Grey Wolf," and at that time, Grey Wolf was a really big name around that that area, and he was like a champion and stuff like that. So I was like, "You mean to tell me I'm going against the champion right now?" <laughs> like, oh yeah. I was like, "Okay," and so. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I get. Okay. Yeah. I'm not nervous at all. No pressure. No pressure. Exactly. You know? like, oh, 
and but he's a really he was a really humble and kind guy and he definitely understood that i was new and he helped me through it and we didn't do much but we got he let me get a couple moves off and but it was it was definitely a really cool experience and very i was very nervous very nervous because there's a different uh reaction to your body when you're Battle Royal, Rumble, whatever, go out there to punch and a kick or something. Yeah, exactly. I think you into the match. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, I th- I want to know, and I think the nerds want to know, how did that match end for you? <laughs> for me, I I I, uh, I took a really good power, like a Dusty Rhodes power slam. And there you it was go. Two- <laughs> <laughs> so you you said you got a few good hits in there, you know, get kind of get the kind of get the crowd hyped up, and then uh, no, no, hell no, like you ain't gonna get me, kid. Done. One, two, three. That's awesome. Um, battle royal. How many battle royals and like Royal Rumble type matches did you get to wrestle in? Uh, before that, maybe one or two. Nothing crazy. Uh, I was. In Delaware wrestling scene, there's only a few promotions that were running at that time, um, and some were a little bit more exclusive than others. And but yeah, I only got maybe one or two. And uh, I tried. I, I, yeah, it was only one or two. I traveled to other promotions, but they would either be like, "Oh no, we have enough talent," stuff like that, or I just work security for them. Yeah. Um, Hey, honestly, like you know, that's that's a, that's one of the best ways to for a wrestler to do. You know, just go to a promotion, help out, get your name out yeah. there. Because I hear stories about that all the time. Like, hey, you know, I'll show up there. I'll have my gear in the car, and next thing you know, like, hey, do you want to be a last minute in a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal? Like, hell yeah, you know, let's do it. You know, yeah. Um, has that ever happened to you? Like last minute matches? Um, yeah, it's a. Uh... It has before, and uh, I always, like, I'm not a vet or experienced enough to even say anything along those lines, but I have had people ask me, like, about tips and stuff. I tell them always bring your gear, and that's definitely happened. I've literally, one show I went to, I said, hey, I'll work security, and I had been working security for that show for maybe three or four of them, and they were like, okay. And so I was working security again and intermission came around and they're like, Hey, this guy's not going to show up. Do you want to be of your gear and can you suit up? And I was like, for this match. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Hell yeah. It was, it was was another squash match, but it, it was still good. Uh, and I think it definitely, it always puts a good, like eye on you if you can do that like the promoter and the booker will see that and be like oh we can trust this guy and, oh he was there when other people weren't uh, uh that definitely goes a long way in this industry oh definitely did you get booked at that show after that i i did That's and great. Uh, i actually uh i ended up work in security again and stuff like that but after a few months uh, after a few more shows of work in security doing whatever spots they needed i ended up making my main card debut and uh, i ended up winning a title with them and stuff like that so it definitely goes a long way that's awesome man well congrats to that you know like it, it all it it all shows like this if you do something like it 
I'm not a wrestler, so I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But now nah, you did what you had to do. You went to work for security, and then next thing you know, it you're you're in, you're in a quick little last minute match, and that that was awesome. You yeah, it, it, it's definitely a really cool feeling to know. Like, I mean, for yourself too. Uh, also, like when you do something like that, it puts a good space in your heart. You know, like oh, I did a good thing. You know, experience. Yeah, 100%, man. And you say you ended up winning your first singles title there. Um, how was that experience for you? Like, just to know, like, hey, I, you know, X amount of months ago, I just showed up at security. I was in the last-minute match, and now I'm their champion. Like, how was that? It was It was definitely an, a crazy situation. Uh, I did not know I was going to be winning the title. Oh, uh, shit. Would, yeah, they surprised me with it. Um, it was... Uh, it was definitely crazy. There was a uh, roulette match, in a sense, is what they called it. And basically, there was four winners, either pinfall or submission, and each person gets a title shot. And uh, this one of the guys, uh, Sean Carlson, is uh, he was a manager for uh, at the time, but he was a part of this group, and they overthrew... But, uh, uh, the company or something and that was the storyline he ended up ha- holding a title and one guy got cruiserweight one guy got tag titles and one guy got heavyweight and I got like the bullet what they call is the bulletproof title it's like uh, I guess the intercontinental of the WWE and the so I got the pinfall and I got that was my envelope and I was like, and they told me, like, cast it in right away, right at the, right at, right before the match end. I was like, okay. And I cast in, and um, we talked about it. They said, you're going to hit the running knee on me, which is one of my finishers. And uh, my partner's going to come out the back and save me at the last second, disqualification, stuff like that. And I said, all right, cool. And, uh, and it was Miles Millennium was supposed to come out. Another great worker. And so no problem. So match goes off. Um, I hit him with the knee and I go for the pin and ref goes one and I'm I'm looking and I'm like waiting for Miles. <laughs> and um and he hits two and I'm still waiting for Miles. I'm like, is Miles gonna miss his spot or something? And the Sean Carlson uh, whispers in my ears I'm pinning him he goes congratulations he hit three and the crowd went wild and it was definitely like it was shocking holy shit so only the referee and your opponent knew you had no idea so <laughs> I love how you're like as you're pinning him like one where is he two <laughs> just looking around and okay that's that was great uh, even the ref didn't know it didn't know oh, he didn't know <laughs> No, the ref didn't know. He was uh, he was just doing his job, counting to three. And when it happened, he actually thought like, "Oh, what happened?" But he uh, he found out that that was the plan. And it was actually funny because Miles told me after the match uh, that everybody was in the back just yelling at him, "Get out there! Get out there! You're missing your spot!" <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That that like that must like you said that must have been kind of like a surreal moment, right there. Oh yeah. 
it was it was nuts to be handed uh, the belt, and it was just like, whoa! I didn't think this would happen. Uh, that not just this soon, but just in general, uh, I thought I would have to be like maybe another year or so before I even had a glimpse of possibly winning a title. But no, it, it's all about, and they told me they were like it was just all about how the crowd interacts with you and how well the crowd would get behind you in your matches, about how you helped work security, didn't ask for anything, and so. Like I said, that stuff goes a long way in this business. Well, congratulations, man, on that one. When did that happen? That happened, uh, I'm trying to remember what day it is now. It's May. Yeah, it's May, May 9th. Yeah, it happened in October. Oh, okay. Uh, In October. I I defended it twice. Uh, Yeah, I defended it twice, but I lost it. Oh, Uh, I actually lost it to Miles, funny enough. <laughs> oh, no. What? How did that match come about? Um, basically, it was uh, it was, it was was supposed to be me versus a guy named Ian Bush out of Pennsylvania, out of the Outbreak Wrestling. And he's another talented guy. And uh, it was going to be a match between me and him. And he, uh, Miles was supposed to go against, uh, I think it was Saheem. Al Sabah or something, something like that. I can't think of his name, but um, he missed his bus and couldn't make the show. So they were like, "Oh, well, we're gonna put him in the triple in a triple threat with your title on the line." I said, "Okay," and they were like, "But he's gonna end up going over." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, that's a, that's one thing I, uh, some people ask me. They're like, "You don't seem to get mad about uh, your spots or anything like that." I'm like, "No." I wasn't even mad that they took the title. I mean, yeah, I'll make jokes about it, but that it is what it is. It, if you complain about it, there there's no point to, in my opinion. Um, I just love to wrestle and I love to work. And so when they told me Miles was going over, I said, "That's fine. We'll make it look good." So that was it. Love the attitude on that, and like you said, like you know, there there there's there's really no reason to you know complain. Like you won the title. If you gotta lose it, you gotta lose it. It doesn't mean you'll never win it again. Like just, hey, like this guy's going over. So sorry. Okay. What you're the boss. Like uh, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I mean, I de- I definitely went out with a bang on it. I know that we did a whole Tower of Doom spot. And, uh, Miles was the powerbomb guy and I was the suplex guy. And we hit it and Miles lifts me up into a AJ Styles uh, clash, and, but he calls it the Miles Miles Clash. <laughs> so it all worked out pretty well, and it looked good. So that's all I could ask for. And like you said, like, like I said, man, doesn't mean you never get the title shot. I hope you get a title shot again, man. You know, I'm rooting for you there. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I got I you, dude. Um, you know when you know. Let's go back to when you first started watching wrestling, man. What wrestlers really like just inspired you? to become a wrestler crazy enough um like most people would probably be like oh john cena or the undertaker and stuff i liked batista uh at first and batista and uh and he was my dude i don't know i just loved it when he came out his entrance was insane and then it kind of grew into smaller guys um 
it grew into like uh, CM Punk and to uh, Sean Benjamin. Uh, these guys that, uh, oh, even Kofi Kingston too, like these guys that are just like insanely like athletic, but they're not the biggest. Yeah. But they definitely like have their name in lights and it's like they deserve to be there, even though they're not huge like Brock Lesnar, Triple H and stuff, but they definitely get the job done and they do what they got to do. And those guys like Sam Punk and, and uh, Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy in there too. It was definitely uh, some inspirations. We, yeah, the very, very just insane, insane guys who does some sick spots, like crazy spots. Like you know, if you watch the Royal Rumble every year, you're always gonna wonder what is Kofi Kingston gonna do this year. Like, how's he gonna get out of it? And every year he does something differently. Um, I forgot, I forgot what he did this past year, um, this year. I, I forgot too. I don't know. It was weird because I'm. Because uh, he came out with Brock, he came out during that whole Brock thing, and Biggie was there and stuff. And I think uh, I don't know. I think he might have just gotten eliminated. I can't remember either. I know it was him, Biggie, and Rey Mysterio. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, the nerds listening, you guys will be like, "Bro, like this is what happened." Come on, yeah. trust me. You're supposed to know this, <laughs> right? I'm to know <laughs> this. Like, I'm sorry. I was I'm sorry. Was you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, um, you know, same. Batista was good, man. Batista, he, he was good back in his day. You know, back in his prime, oh eight. You know, oh, you know, oh eight, oh seven, and you know, a little bit in two thousand nine. But I think two thousand ten. You know, he he left, and yeah. then he really kind of like fell off, in my opinion. Just didn't do much for the company, and he, I I know he left like you know to be an actor and everything. Now he's killing it, and you know. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot, and all yeah. the movies out there. You know, CM Punk, same thing, man. I miss CM Punk like crazy. I I wish he would come back, but he's not. He's. I I don't blame him for that either. You know, he's he doing what he wants to do and he's sticking with it, and you can't get mad at him for that. I know that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, speaking of wrestling, man, are you going to be tuning in? Well, do you tune in every week to watch Raw, SmackDown, and NXT or AEW? Actually, uh, I don't really tune in uh, that much. I do watch like the highlights and stuff. You'll be watching Money in the Bank this Sunday, tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I probably will. Um, I got the network and everything, and it's not like I can go anywhere that's going to distract me from watching it. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, I'm interested to see uh, how they how they do things and what happens this year. Um, it's definitely a match I want to watch because there's been talks... There was talks before all this of me being in a ladder match. So definitely want to see uh, how they do things this year. Nice. And we, the, uh, sorry about that, nerds. The audio cut off a little bit. Um, I was asking if you do you stick in every week to watch, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT when you can? Um, I don't really tune in. I don't actually have, like, cable or anything. I don't, I, I'm not home enough. Uh, because of work and stuff in order to just sit down and watch TV. So I'll just, I'll do, I'll watch the highlights on YouTube and uh, stuff like that to kind of keep up with stuff. Um, but other than that, I've been, I've been watching more of like older, like indie uh, recordings, watching matches like uh, of wrestlers that I want to get inspiration from for my character and who I am and kind of see how they do things. And, uh, 
that's that's really what I've been doing a lot lately. It's kind of like I guess you could call it film study. Hey, uh, nothing wrong with that at all. A lot of wrestlers, a lot of people are doing that, taking advantage of that. You know, with what they have. Oh yeah, and working, just training and working on my promos and stuff. Yeah, you know, I was like we were saying about you know NXT Raw. I mean, it, it's tough to watch right now, especially during everything going on. I mean. Like I said thousands of times before, I'm not bashing WWE or AEW. I just can't sit down for three hours on a Monday and watch an episode of Raw with an, with nobody in the audience. It's just so weird. It is definitely weird, and it, and I watched. I saw a clip earlier on Facebook. It was like when Drew McIntyre was in the ring and Seth Rollins came out, and it's just dead silence, and you just hear Drew yelling at him. And it's just like that <laughs> weird feeling. Like, usually you can't even, like, hear them, let alone uh, uh, just be able to hear it so clearly. We're kind of so used to seeing this with nobody in the audience. Uh, when Once, you know, these shows go back to the audience, it's going to be really weird. Like, because you were so used to watching for two months, like, with nobody in the audience. Now, when they finally bring, a, you know, go back to the arena with 30,000, 20,000 people in there, it's going to be like, yeah, this is weird. Like... <laughs> It's definitely going to be different, and but I hope that after all of this, people can uh, un- appreciate what, what it was and the audience and everything, and that uh, I think wrestling will come out a lot better after this because they're going to be seeing it on uh, on uh, TV and stuff with no audience. They're going to be like, no, I want to be there now. I really want to go now. And hopefully it does that for WWE and also the indie promotions and stuff. They're like, oh, I want to see wrestling. I want to go to these shows because we might not be able to one day. Yeah, exactly, dude. And I can't wait to, like I said, I cannot wait to go to a show, man. I I miss wrestling so much. And a a lot of people miss wrestling. And I can only imagine how it feels for you guys. Like, you guys just want to get back in there and do what you do. Yeah, definitely. I've been talking to quite a few other wrestlers and, we definitely miss it. We def- and I also talk to the guys that I train with. and We definitely just want to get back into the school, if anything, just to keep training and to keep working on our, on our craft. And that's – we definitely want to get some of these bumps that we need to get out of our systems. That way it doesn't hurt on show days. And stuff. <laughs> it's going to be kind of weird, like, once you step back into the ring and, and full of an audience, like, it's – you know, finally taking those bumps, finally doing, you know, just wrestling. Um, I, I could just, like I said, I, I could only imagine, I could just know you guys are so excited just to go back and do what you do. Oh, yeah, and I and I hope that all these wrestlers are definitely using this time wisely and train, in training, like, promos and training uh, their characters and learning themselves and stuff like that. So that way, when we come back, everything is just better than what it was. Hell, you yeah. Know, just prosper. <clears throat> what are what are some of the biggest promotions up in your area that if some of the nerds of wrestling didn't know what what are some promotions that you wrestle for? What are some promotions that you would like to wrestle for? Uh, there, well, in my area, I'm from Salisbury, Maryland, which is like the eastern shore of Maryland. Which is like when I'll go to a promotion, I'll be like, I'm from Maryland, and the dude next to me can be from Maryland, but he's from Baltimore, so it's two hours for him, but it's five for me. Oh, Jesus. So, like, there's, not, there's, there's quite a few promotions in Delaware. Uh, first off is Totem Pro uh, Wrestling 
Uh, that's up in uh, Dover area. That's definitely that's where most of the hot uh, indie wrestlers in, on the Eastern Shore go to, and also along with One CW and One CW is hosted out of house in Delaware, and those are definitely the biggest promotions in Delaware right now. And uh, but as far as Maryland. Actually, there are no Maryland promotions except for one in Cambridge um, on the Eastern Shore. I actually wrestle at EWA in Parkville, Maryland, up by Baltimore. And that's definitely a big promotion and uh, to look at. Um, but, around, but as far as the Eastern Shore is concerned, definitely Totem Pro Wrestling and 1CW Wrestling. The only promotion... No, I might sound stupid here. <laughs> the only promotion I heard of uh, in Maryland was on um, MCW, and I know, yeah, and no. I know there's a lot more wrestling promotions. I know it's not each; it's not like each state has one, you know, like just one promotion. Like if you come, yeah. if you come to Connecticut, like the Northeast, you, we got promotions left and right. But you know, yeah. um, you just you know, you made me realize that oh, okay, you know, there's a lot more in Maryland than I thought. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, EWA in Parkville, and of course there is MCW. MCW is obviously like the big promotion of Maryland, the biggest, like most well known, and stuff like that. EWA has had its fair share. Um, actually, uh, one thing a lot of people don't know is Adam Cole. Um, he got his first singles title at EWA as the cruiserweight champion. Oh no shit! Yeah, and. Uh, that's how that's how long it's been and he started there as a kid and um there's also like c3w which is a newer promotion this past year um as i'm sure there's more that i just can't there's elite pro wrestling i think that's in cumberland uh maryland there's quite a few like what like out of all those promotions you named like did you wrestle for all of them or did you do you want to rest did you not wrestle for you know most of them i would like to wrestle for all of them but i've wrestled for c3w and i current and i'm on the roster for ewa i've been wrestling to ewa for a year and a half now um so but it i love that place it's it's a great place to go it's very uh welcoming um, to newer talent and older talent, I would definitely like to check out some, you know, some um, promotions up there. Because, like I said, you know, I heard of MCW, and then you made me, you know, you named some more. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I want to check them out too. How about traveling wise? Like after this whole quarantine is over, man. Like, what are your goals? Like, do you want to, you know, travel outside of Maryland and wrestle for more? Well, actually, out of my promotions that I work for now, half of them are in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And definitely a big shout-out to Work Rate Entertainment. Um, they were, they're a new promotion. Uh, Keikoa is, uh, is the boss behind that. And uh, he, he's doing a great job there. I work there. I work for a couple more um, in Pennsylvania. Trying to get into Jersey. And I've worked... Uh, I've worked up in uh, New York. I actually came to Connecticut one time for Test of Strength. No shit. Okay. One of their uh, one of their training shows, training day shows that they had, came up there with uh, Killian. But 
definitely trying to get to maybe more west, maybe uh, West Virginia and Ohio area, and uh, and south to North Carolina, South Carolina. Damn, I'm sounding, I'm sounding fucking stupid over here. Like, here I am. I'm like, asking you, where do you want to travel? You just name more states that, that I've ever been to. Like, like, damn. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, something that a lot of people, even most wrestlers now that you can ask them, that they've traveled probably more than I have. And a lot of people are surprised when I tell them, like, no, I don't just work Delaware and Maryland. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of it is Pennsylvania, so. You know, I love, you know, how did you like it up here in Connecticut for a test of strength? It, I, did, I sadly didn't get to experience Connecticut as much as I wanted to, but. Ah, uh, there's uh, nothing I, special. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a day trip, so eight hours, one way, wrestle, and then eight hours back. Oh, my um, Lord. Damn. Yeah, it, it was definitely an adventure. Um and uh, it was kind of cool though it was fun I uh, went up with one guy that I trained with uh, named Tr- uh, Chuck Charles Holt he he was a re- he came up and he was able to be a referee and um, went up there with Killian and uh, Sunny Kiss that was cool and um, yeah it was a good it was a good time all around you, you like New York, um, you know, hope, you know, obviously New York must have been pretty awesome too to wrestle up there. Yeah, and it, one of the cooler parts um, about it was where it was. I think it's like I'm drawing a blank on the promotion, which I was only there once, but I feel bad. It was like at NYCW, I think it is, or something, and. Uh, the entrance that they have is actually the old ECW entrance, the brick wall. Where oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool also. Wrestling in a new state and to come through an entrance like that where some of the greats have come through is pretty cool. Well, that's awesome, dude. Um, this has been a lot of fun talking to you, man. Um, thank you so, so much, man, for coming on the podcast today. Oh, yeah, no problem. I was, uh, it was glad to talk to you. I know we, I know we kind of like made um, plans to do a podcast earlier, but you know, you know, some, you know, stuff kind of happened, you know, and you know, you reached out to me a couple weeks ago, like, hey, you know, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'll, I'll get you on right away, and you know, this this was awesome talking to you, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, one is it cool if I do a quick shout out or something? I, absolutely, man, go for it. Um, I definitely want to shout out uh, Mark Faro, my trainer at Totem Pro. Um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in this position, and I wouldn't be continue learning. And shout out to JJ Cruz also for being there. And I definitely want to shout out the whole Totem family. Um, they, they are definitely a family to me after everything. So shout out to them, and uh, thank you. Justin, for this opportunity to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. No, thank, like I said, thank you for coming on, dude. I, I really enjoy talking to you, man. Um, Before we sign off, to, quick plug, man. Where where can the Nerds of Wrestling find you? You can find me on Instagram at thejason underscore Andrews. Uh, you can even find me on Twitter. It's the same name, just without the S. And, of course, on Facebook, uh, Jason Andrews. 
But you can find me in the Delaware wrestling scene and hopefully and most of the Pennsylvania scene. And hopefully I'll be coming to a promotion near you one of these days. But I'm definitely, definitely excited for the future. Hell yeah, man. Well, good luck with everything and we'll definitely stay in touch. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, man. Talk to you soon. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.